0: Good morning, good afternoon, good day, good night to all our little bullions out there. How are you all doing? Is that how we're calling our listeners? Yeah, they're the bulls. The bu- <laughs> nah, I don't like that. Because I said it, that just sounded like the bulls, like the animal, the bulls. Uh, we got to think of a name. Submit Chi- the name Chicago we need bulls. to call the community. The Chicago Bulls. <laughs> um. Anyway, welcome to another episode of Live Booleans. Um, we have a great episode, um, with, uh, an old lecturer of mine, um, the founder, owner and, uh, instructor at CDW Studios and, uh, CDW Animation, uh, Simon Scales.
1: Mm. Awesome conversation. Lots of, uh, like a good understanding of what motivated simon to found you know create cdw from his roots as a as a concept artist which was mm. really cool to hear the kind of experience that he had and how that's shaped the kind of studio and uh well studio but l- like learning studio that he's created um mm. He's like really trying to emulate that kind of experience, which is really, really cool. And as I was just saying it before, like,
0: and I we talk about in the podcast, like CDW. If you if you're listening to this and you have been to CDW or you've graduated from CDW or you're currently in CDW, maybe you're in the study room where where I used to be. Um, maybe you're also doing a 2D class and realized you're more cut out for 3D, like I was. Um, it's a place like no other. Um, and I will. I implore the students who are listening now, who are at CDW, really appreciate kind of what's going on there right now, because um, once you leave, it's harder to find a feeling like that of just being around all these creatives at the same time. You're working to something. You're being held accountable. Accountability and artists are uh, very tricky. Um, it's it's really great. So talking to Simon about you know. As Costa said, how he started the studio. Um, how do you, you know, share get an artist to share your work? How do you, how do you build a portfolio if you're looking to get into industry? Um, what what is important? What's the here's the clickbait title for that? The one thing employers look for. We have <laughs> that. We have that from the man himself. Um, we talk about you know why the teaching is different at CDW as opposed to traditional universities. Um, and then we get into CDW animation and, and the plans that CDW has.
1: Didn't it just and get you, you started, Costa? It did, yeah. And, and even the future of both CDW and also, uh, you know, Simon shares his thoughts on he has a really good kind of Uh, we had a really good conversation around AI and the the tools that the kind of AI tools like Dali and all these other ones that are being used and uh, how that impacts an artist's workflow going forward and how it traditionally other tools have impacted uh, and changed the landscape of of art uh, and the workflow there so yeah really good analogy like it was a really cool opinion from, from someone uh, so well, respected and so talented as well to, to hear, yeah, his opinion on that.
0: Mm. Yeah. So without further ado, cue us in, John, and here is Simon Scales. All right, Simon, Um, I would love to, if you could, uh, how do you go from concept artist at the studios you were at at the start to then instructor to then opening your own studio what does that process look like
2: um well I think it started um (laughs) it probably started back when I was at university um so basically I, I went to uni here in Adelaide and did a course and you know it was okay but it was sort of just pretty standard you know kind of university course and and uh I started out as a children's book illustrator and and did that for quite some time um and then i wanted to get into video games and i at the time i, I didn't really know how to do it I, I wanted to be like just do video game concept art um and so i had a, met a friend online uh you know back in the day when blogs were a thing and um and uh you know he said oh i'm teaching a class at this school in la and, and at the time i was thinking about going to noman school um I was thinking of going there, but but then, uh, yeah, it turned out he was teaching at a place called Concept De- Design Academy. So I ended up, um, yeah, sort of going from Adelaide to LA and, and studying over there for a while at the Concept Design Academy. And I, I kind of didn't really know it at the time, uh, but I was I was sort of like the first international student that they had at that school. And it's uh, run by a guy called Kevin Chen and, and basically, he kind of really took me under his wing, and I, I got an experience that was very different to anyone else that's sort of come afterwards. So, yeah. um, you know, his wife kind of took care of me and would make dinners, and I'd be around the house all the time, and all you know, all this kind of stuff. So it was a really unique opportunity. And then, you know, when I came back to Adelaide, I, I worked on my portfolio for a while, and then I got into video games. Um, yeah, so I, I applied for a job, and that was at um, THQ, working on the De Blob games um Mm -hmm. yeah way, way back in the day um and then from there i went on and worked um for a couple other game studios and then i worked for lego for quite a while for like a couple of years um sort of lego headquarters doing all sorts of things for movies and tv shows and boxes and yeah all that kind of stuff and then i i just really wanted to um i wanted to do something that just kind of gave people the opportunity that i had going over to the states but obviously, a lot of people at that time, you know, couldn't afford to go to the States and, you know, sort of uproot their lives and do all that sort of thing. So I thought about just doing a workshop. So I rang up Kevin Chen, who owned the Concept Design Academy, and I said, Kevin, I'm thinking about doing a workshop. Would you come out to Australia and, and do it? He was like, yeah, of course. Um, and and once sort of I had Kevin on board, then I got a couple other people from from the Concept Design Academy School. and. They came to Adelaide and we ran a workshop and I had no idea how it was going to go. We had like about 60 tickets and it was a full two-week event from 9am to 9pm every day. Um, everyone got sick because it was completely insane, batshit crazy, <laughs> just like, <laughs> like you know, 14 hours a day every day for two weeks. Um, but everyone had like an amazing time. And uh, the event completely sold out, um, which, was, mm-hmm. which was super cool. So then... Uh, we held a workshop in Melbourne and then Sydney and then Wellington in New Zealand. And it was kind of like at that point in time that people were just asking to do more of this. They were just like, oh, it'd be cool if there was something more more full-time, more just doing this all of the time. And I'm like, okay. And then so it just kind of turned into a school.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. I literally had no intention of like starting a school. That wasn't my intention. My intention was just to do some workshops to, you know, get cool artists out and, you know, like help people kind of see the process of of things that I got to go sort of see in America, and and then yeah, just snowballed. So I think when when the very first you know semester that we ran classes, we had four night classes in a week. That was it. So we had myself, uh, Nick Peel, and Tim McBurney um, teaching classes, and it was just us three. And then um, yeah, this semester I think we've got like seventy five classes a week.
1: Wow. so yeah it's
2: um <laughs> within Huge. so that was in 2012 when yeah we kind of 2011 was the first workshops 2012 was when we opened the school and then um, yeah so in the space of ten years we've kind of uh, yeah it's grown quite a bit yeah I think now we' sort of we've got between sort of like three and four hundred students um, yeah in in the Flinders University CDW studios visual effects and entertainment design degree
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, yeah and and um, we are uh, we, we're just Launching a, a new campus in Melbourne and Sydney um, that's going to be opening uh, next year, so opening in in February. So, yeah, we're looking to build those uh, campuses out as well. Um, so, you know, just taking over Australia. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's uh, yeah. Once again, no intention of doing any of that. Um, but it's it's just sort of evolved, and I think that you know people are people are studying you know elsewhere in Australia and maybe not getting the mm. education that they they should be getting or that they're desiring to get and you know we think that um you know we can do a really good job of the, the kind of you know that the instruction side of things in all areas of vfx and and trying to open that up to more areas of australia just to, to to build everything and really trying to like rather than sort of like you know have different areas we kind of want to try and work out a way to meld it all together so everyone's kind of learning the all the same stuff and and, um, you know, creating that community together to to really, you know, build and grow the school and and create, like, ultimately, what I want for everyone is just to get jobs, to get jobs yeah. in the industry. You know, that's that's why I started it. Originally, it was just to, like, so people could learn how to do concept art, you know, and, and get jobs doing that. And now it's sort of, now it's spread out to concept art and, you know, uh, visual effects, 3D, you know, 3D animation, all of those kind of areas, which is, um yeah, which is really cool.
1: And yeah, and it's
0: it's really, it's an experience like no other, like uh, especially now that you, well, I say now, it's been a few years since you've been partnered with um, Flinders University. Um, and I wonder if like um, if you working in in those studios previously uh, in America and around the place kind of influenced the, the way you deliver the courses. Because um, I always remember like because one of the classes I did with you was a, uh, it wasn't the matte painting. It was like the photo bashing class. And I'm yep. terrible at the 2D art. Um, but I always remember your teaching style was you would find something that you really liked about someone's work and focus on that. And it made it made me feel at least um, less like a student and like as an actual artist, like someone giving feedback on their work. Um, so I wonder if that's be- from your studio experience, like having, um, how you deliver feedback to a student what do you find your approach to feedback with artists or feedback to students?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, you don't want to just – there might be times in my brain where I'm like, hey, Alex, this is really not very good and I don't know <laughs> what to tell you right now. But we can't – you know, I don't want to say that. So, so you know, it's, it's always about, you know, trying to find the positive and, and you know, ultimately like I've seen people just go from zero to a 1,000. I've seen people come in and they're, you know <laughs> – 500 and they they kind of get to 520 like it, it's yeah. just everyone's very different in the way they learn they way they kind of approach stuff and and um you know it, for me it's about trying to work work out you know how to um how to help make someone better right how to help them connect with what they're doing how to help them want to learn this stuff um i feel like for a long time in australia were we had a very sort of dim view on education in terms of like you just you just do your university course and then like, oh, I'm done. Nothing more to learn. Yeah. <laughs> I just go and I'm a master of everything now, and I just go and do my job and never learn anything else. But definitely, when I went over to LA, um, it was it was crazy. Like, there's a very different. Um, they have a very different learning experience over there. So, for example, like in my classes, you know, I sat down next to this guy, and it's like, here, he's like, hey, my name's Stephen. I'm, I'm Simon, you know, best buddies straight away kind of thing. And then, you know, a few weeks later I find out that it's uh, Stephen Platt and he was storyboarding on the movie Iron Man. Um, and wow. when I was like about 19, I used to read his comics because he he's a comic book artist wow. um, and turned, like comic book artist turned storyboard artist and uh, he used to do this. He did a comic called Soul Saga, I think it was called. And, yeah, I used to buy it and stuff and I was literally, like, sitting next to him in the class. I didn't realise for ages, actually, that it was his comic. He brought in his portfolio one day and he was showing the stuff. I'm like, I'm like holy shit, I really like, <laughs> I, I know this stuff. Like, what, what is this? And then he's um, like, oh, yeah, this is my comic, like, Soul Sight. I'm like, what? <laughs> and, yeah, by then we'd kind of become pretty good friends. I was like, no way, I've literally got, like, copies of this at home and stuff, and
0: yeah. Oh, wow. So that was
2: that was kind of funny. But, like, there was guys like that doing classes, you know and i was like mm. what what is going on here cuz you know in australia it's like you didn't do that you just sort of went to uni and then like, it's obviously changed a bit now right but but um you know and i think i think that's something that i want to kind of cultivate with with people is that you know it's it's a journey it's a lifelong journey and a passion you know of doing art whichever you know in it, whichever area it is Um, and you know, it's not, you, you don't just turn 22 and you stop learning. (laughs) It's like, Mm, it's, it's, you do it forever kind of thing. So, um, and it's about kind of just trying to, um, yeah, trying to help people find that passion and sort of get on board with that way of thinking, because I think that makes them like a, a, a really good artist in the long run.
0: Yeah. It's meant to be real different, isn't it? The, um, even like if you were to get work in the studios over there, the amount of education required as opposed to the, like, because our, our degrees naturally go for three years unless you do honours, and is it like American studios request four years or something like that?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's not necessarily just for working in it. Like, that's not necessarily just Americans working in America. Like, um, it'd be the same here, whereas if you've got a killer portfolio, you get a job when you're 19 if you're good enough, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, it's, not, it's not necessarily about that. But in terms of getting visas to go over to America from Australia, that's where you need mm. the four-year the Four year kind of degree that really does help it, it um, really speeds up the process and makes it a lot easier. Um, you can still get over to America if you don't have like a degree or the or like or do honors or whatever, it just makes it harder, just makes it more difficult. But yeah, if you it's something we do promote a lot at CDW, which is um, do the degree, do the honors because then that opens up your visa opportunities. And we've had a lot of you know, a lot of um anecdotal evidence from people that have, have gone that pathway, you know, getting overseas that they're like, yeah, all the students that, you know, do the honours, it makes it like a lot easier. So, yeah, it's just something to think about.
0: Yeah, sure. And another thing with um, the CDW approach, and I also wondered while I was there if this was a, a product of the connections you had made in your time in the studios, was uh, you always have masterclasses from, you know, industry That's one thing as well, is all the tutors, if I'm correct, uh, not not tutors, sorry, um, instructors are all industry, they're working in industry. um, And then you run these masterclasses um, and like you have these posters up on the wall of, you know, they're almost like superheroes, you know, of like Jamie Jones work and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it it, it breeds this kind of culture of you go like, like you want to know these names and you want to learn more. How, How did, how did those come about? Was that? a product of the studio work
2: yeah i just a culmination of everything i guess you know going over to that school in america and then you know working in studios you just kind of get to know people and become friends with people and and then um, yeah and just and, and once you know a few people then they introduce you <laughs> to other people mm-hmm. and it's just it just kind of snowballs and yeah i don't really feel like there's there's probably you know every sort of artist going around that you know i've got some sort of connection to them somehow um and can kind of yeah get them out to master classes and and do all those sorts of things and in general people are like people are nice they, they want to help other people they want to yeah they want to do a master class and show what they're doing and and you know inspire students to to want to you know follow their path or, or learn different stuff so yeah it's normally not a t- too tough a sell you know especially when we had people like pre-covid coming out to australia once again not really a tough sell hey Come out to Australia for a couple of weeks and yeah. Uh, yeah, and do some art. Like uh, yeah, it's normally normally the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we have had some of the best people you know in the world out to out to um you know CDW, which has been which has been really cool. So yeah.
1: Did you did you have a lot of challenges with with COVID in terms of te- like taking your your teaching uh, remote and, and all that?
2: I think we we already kind of did a lot of stuff uh streaming wise um mm-hmm. so in, in actual fact it wasn't it wasn't very much of a challenge for us really it was um it was more just logistics and and um you know and, and timetabling things like that but but in terms of just doing stuff online we we kind of were already doing that like we used yeah. to just yeah back up all of our stuff on youtube and yeah, yeah every class So it was just like oh now we just make that live instead of a backup um yeah yeah. yeah. so which was which was kind of cool when it does go to show like I think this sort of industry works pretty well online, you know, Mm. just in general. Um, I definitely have got thoughts about learning live and online. I I think that learning in person is I I really see a different improvement in students. Like people that do it online tend to improve a lot slower than people that do it in person. There's something about one, it's the accountability of like, you know, being there. And the other thing is I think just seeing people around you, it creates this culture and you can kind of you actually learn a lot from your your fellow students right like just what they're doing and if you're both sitting in a room remotely it's like you can't you can't like sneak a look at what they're working on you know
0: um
2: and i I actually think you learn you know half as much from that as you do just from the the class content so
0: Mm. um yeah yeah, because if you're if you're working from home or something, it's insular. Like if you're if you're wanting to get into games, that's all you're thinking about. But if you go to an art school, you're sitting next to someone who who's doing the same course as you, but they're doing it to do CG and films. Or like I wouldn't have even known map painting was a thing until way too late if it wasn't for sitting next to someone at CDW. You know?
2: Yeah, that's right. It's just that it's it's kind of um yeah it, it's it's. It's interesting to, to see the things that you, you learn and grow from, you know, within that environment, right? It's it's not stuff you can just be like, Oh yeah, you you'll do this, this and hmm. this. It's it's kind of organic stuff, right? It's just yeah. And it's making friends and you know, all the, the whole thing is like certainly I think when you come to, you know, C D W and Flinders in this course, it's it's everyone's into the same stuff. You know, like <laughs> Like, it's not hard to make friends because you're kind of like, oh, you like art. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you like drawing or you like 3D modelling. Oh, I do too, you know. Oh, yeah. um, so it is kind of, it is funny how, like, you wouldn't think certain types of people get along, but it's, it's like everyone's got a common interest, I guess, mm. if they're kind of here. So, you know, you, you sort of, you, you miss out on a bit of that with, uh, you know, COVID stuff that's been going on and, and doing stuff remotely. But, yeah, we're always trying to work out ways to, to stop that from happening.
1: And, yeah. and moving, moving into CG art and everything like that, like obviously you started off uh, more concept art um, and then growing CDW out to CG and, and, and everything else for effects, was, was that demand from just like you saw that as something that uh, was lacking or was there other things and was there challenges with kind of moving into those spaces?
2: Yeah, so we definitely started out as just, you know, doing 2D stuff like concept art and, and all of those sorts of things. You know, we're getting into like 2D animation and storyboarding and I think it was just naturally that we were like, oh, we should do 3D stuff and mm. that kind of happened and we sort of built out the 3D and and now we're sort of really trying to build out the VFX and 3D animation side of things as well because, um, yeah, once again, I think this having those industry people, um, you know, teach in in the same way that we had been in the past mm. is really like once again accelerating students uh like learning kind of abilities and, and pathways into getting into the industry um we're already seeing like we don't have crazy numbers in the animation and vfx streams at the moment but but um all of those students are getting jobs it's <laughs> just because yeah, yeah. i mean there's so many jobs in that in those areas yeah. at the moment yeah. Um, Even in
1: Adelaide, right, with with all yeah. the um, companies that we have here, that yeah, you know, relative to the population that we have, it, it must be like a like a bunch of uh, opportunities for for students.
2: Yeah, there's so there's some areas where really we actually can't train students up fast enough. Yeah. Like it's just it, it's such a huge area of growth at the moment, which is it's super exciting. I just I remember when I graduated uni, there was literally like one job, and it was like <laughs> there was like twenty people, all like you know just. Piling on top, trying yeah. to like get that job, um and but now it's it's just not like that now. There's so many opportunities, and there's so many different parts. It's not you don't just have to get into a studio either. There's all mm. these different. You do Patreon. You can do you know I don't know NFTs. You can do you know yeah, like yeah, whatever yeah. right. Like there's all these different. There's all these different areas and pathways you can do. you can Go to conventions and sell sell your, sell your art there. Like that was never even a thing when. Mm. When I was sort of coming out, it just, yeah, it's you do 3D prints and, you know, like there's so much stuff you can do now. So it's, su- it's super cool. Um, do,
1: you, do you think we've caught up to where the experience that you had when you were in uh, the US or <laughs> do you think, you know, we still have ways to go before we get to that kind of, you know, community and experience? Yeah, I think
2: it's definitely catching up. I mean, you know, I guess because of the stuff that CDW is doing that that yeah. didn't exist before and and now it's a thing, which is very similar to the to to what I experienced in the states. So um, I think it's um, you know it's good and bad. I think it's made I think it's made stuff that happens overseas like less enticing yeah. <laughs> now, like because yeah. it's kind of like oh well, I can just be in Adelaide and and, and do that. You know, like mm. I, I actually don't. It, it was kind of weird. There was a time where like lots of people were going over to CDA, like uh, they're going from Australia over to to the states to do that because they they sort of saw the pathway that i was doing and then you know kind of wanted to do that as well but i've noticed like that's really slowed down now there's not as many people do that because obviously yeah kind of getting a whole university degree here that's doing all Mm. the same kind of stuff so um yeah it's definitely it's it's, the the gap is closing and i think because so much stuff's online now as well like you know you can you can be 13 years old and you can know what concept art is you know Mm, i mean i didn't know what concept art was until i was like 20 something you know it's just it's that type of thing like literally when i was when i was you know 17 18 19 the only way you would see this stuff was in book in books is in like Mm. the art of book or maybe a dvd might have like a you know special features Mm. bit at the end or something or disney movies that was you know but but now it's just like you just type in like you know digital yep. art into youtube and away you go <laughs> yeah. yeah so it is it is very um it's very surreal kind of what's mm. happening it's crazy it's but it's making the entire level like i was talking to students about this the other day like the entry level has completely changed so like when i was coming through it was like oh can you you know <laughs> not can you hold a pencil but you know it was like <laughs> it was like the, if, if we saw ArtStation 20 years ago, it, it would have been like, oh, okay, that's pretty, like, lame. <laughs> Whereas yeah. now, you know, you look at ArtStation um, and, you know, the level that's on the front page there is, like, super high and that's kind of what's expected of students graduating. So yeah. the level has really changed. But, the, you know, but now you can get Gumroads and you can go on YouTube and you can, you know, do all these things to learn stuff. So it's just it's just really revolutionizing the whole industry it's making everything better like movies are just looking mm. better and better and better like all the time games are as well right so it's
1: just yeah
2: yeah it's uh, um has uh, has
1: that has that been a challenge for you like i know a lot of um you know larger university things like that like they they struggle a lot with you know these new kind of courses that pop up online like through gumroad and all these other things like has that been uh like a challenge for CDW at all
2: um, not, I mean, not really. Just because of the way we, the instructors that we have, and the way we kind of do it, we can mm. we can be very nimble in terms of what we teach and how we teach it. So yeah. we like to think we're always kind of teaching, you know, kind of the current things, yeah. um, the current industry trends. You know, like um, yeah, because we're all like we're all total art nerds. So like whatever's yeah. coming out, we're we're into. You know. I've been uh, playing around with the AI stuff and the, <laughs> oh, nice. all those sorts of things, and um, you know, all the guys are into into Blender and you know have every add on under the sun, and yeah. you know, then all the 3D guys are always using all the different different tools and tricks and and everything that that um, yeah goes with the industry. And I think part of teaching is you have to teach students that that's a thing, right? You, you yeah, you have to you have to almost teach people of like you actually have to learn this stuff by yourself. Like mm. you have to teach someone how to learn it by themselves, mm. if that makes sense. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, you know that you've got Google there and you can type this in. And like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you <know."> and, yeah.
1: <laughs> and that's that's always something that you see like a lot of students fall over in, you know, in other more traditional kind of universities and that sort of stuff. Like, um, you know, they, they're expected like to just do the course content and then and then that's it, like not go out and explore on their own. Um mm. Do you find students naturally do that because they're, you know, they've come to CDW like with a huge immense passion for, for art? Yeah.
2: And I think also we're telling them to do that as well. And then, yeah. And, and um, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely like, I think, that was the thing when I went over to LA. I was like, people were like hungry for this stuff. You know, mm. like they were, they were really pushing to learn. I mean, and what I, what I took from that was like, you need to do that to get to those levels, to be like working on those Hollywood mo- movies. You have to push yourself really hard yep. Yep, yep, <laughs> and you have mm. to, you have to strive to be really, really good. Right. Yeah. And you can't do that by just doing things half assed. So you, that's you know, right. Yeah. But, but it's, it's hard.
1: <laughs> I, d- I definitely <laughs> see it even. Oh, sorry. I was, was going to say, really? like, my my uh, my nephew. He's he's only 15, uh Sorry, not my nephew. My cousin. He's fifteen, and um, he's concepting already. He's been concepting for two years, and uh, I, th- I think he's just finished the, the one of the CDW courses through. I I, I can't remember what it was like. The kind of um, like he's in year eleven or year ten, and he's done it through through yeah. his school, or whatever. And it's like, yeah, cool. It's you know it's really raised the bar for him like and to to have access to that like that's that's phenomenal because he wouldn't have wouldn't have seen it so yeah it's mm-hmm. definitely see it like in the younger people and it'll kind of raise the bar of the the entry like you mentioned
2: yeah yeah no hundred percent
1: what makes a speaking to that of
0: the employment opportunities what makes a strong student uh, or any any portfolio of someone trying to break into the industry because doesn't it seems to be that. No matter how talented an artist is, a lot of them are so scared to show anyone their work. <laughs> um, what, what do you? What, what can you see as like the strengths? Is it is it better to have, you know, like a varied portfolio of you know different styles, or is it better to hone in on one? Um, do you need a lot of works or just a few strong pieces? What have you seen?
2: it just the problem is it just varies so wildly right i i feel like the the number one thing if someone wants to do this for a job is really the the drive and the passion is the most important thing right it's mm. the it's the wanting to do it you know I, I i i tell my students i've got a i've got a kind of a silly analogy but it's i think it's a good one is that you know we all kind of went through school and we know someone that like got drafted you know into an afl team or something right you know at every school there's that one kid that plays football and really they're really good, right? And and you know, I, I say to my students, so like let's kind of relate that back to drawing, right? So I'd be like, how many times do you think, you know, John Smith has has kicked a football between the time that they're, you know, two and, and get drafted to the AFL team? And I'm like our students, how many times? You know, some will be like a thousand, some will be like, you know, a million, some will be like a hundred thousand. I'm like, Are you guys for real. I'm like, they've probably kicked the ball like, you know, billions of times, right? Mm. And, you know, someone will say like, yeah, little, little Johnny's so talented at football. It's like, well, yeah, because they do it all the time, yeah. right? So, so you know, I'm like, okay, well, let's go draw a spaceship. So, you know, if I get you to draw one spaceship, it's like it might be okay, you know, whatever. If we just get everyone to do one now, it's like everyone will have varying degrees of a spaceship. But if you draw that spa- same spaceship 100 times, do you think the hundred and first drawing is going to be better than the first drawing, right? Mm. Of course, it's going to be. You know, and and that's that's the the talent part. Like the talent part is actually like you wanting to do it, right? That's what the talent is. Yeah, it's it's yes. People people definitely see the world a bit differently. There's certain uh, people that see colors really. You know, just. C- can, can visualize those things really well. There's certain people that see stuff in 3D really well. Mm-hmm. You know, some people can turn things in their head, um, spin them around and then kind of draw them or, or model them or whatever. Um, and some people can't do that. So there's different levels of, of that type of stuff. But in terms of the, the kind of like raw talent and desire and drive to do things, I think it is just the the, the wanting to do it, right? And then the, doing it is the hard part. And then that then leads to, you know, portfolios and all that kind of stuff, Um and and i think it's just the 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 main thing is just yeah having that that drive to want to do it you know because because i think if you do then you'll just you'll just make it <laughs> you just mm. you will just force yourself to do it because you'll do you'll go the extra mile on everything right because you enjoy doing it um and and want to kind of get somewhere but yeah the, it's normally the people that i just they have a hard time getting out of first gear you know they're just yeah, it, yeah it's like they they like the idea of being and professional artists but don't actually have the drive to do it Does that sort of make mm. sense and that's one of the bits that you just can't teach right it's just yeah i can't i can't make something like i mean i've, I've tried i mean i you know slap people <laughs> on the head sometimes and you know <laughs> <laughs> just yeah um uh you know it's like you can't make people want to do the work or make people want to do the, you know get to that goal or whatever so yeah it, it's really interesting because I see it all the time. I see students that come in that are that are not very talented. So, and what I mean by that is like I just think they haven't done a lot of drawing or a lot of modelling or whatever. They just haven't done a lot of it. But if they're really dedicated and they want to really do it, they'll 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 get to where they want to go. So, yeah.
0: I think that football analogy is perfect because um, Carson and I've spoken about this before of how a lot of people um, like if they there's this notion of like, you know, you just do it within your, within suitable hours, like your work and, you know, that's fine. You need to balance it with the social life and that stuff's important. But there's people who like live and breathe these these things and that's who you're going up against for the, for the job. Um, it feels like that kind of mentality of do it within reasonable hours is something you earn once you've passed that threshold of living and breathing it.
2: Yeah, 100%. I do, you know, I kind of, I do have a hard time connecting sometimes with students or people that sort of go like, oh, I'm feeling like burnt out or I have like creative block or like all this kind of stuff. I'm like, to me when I'm doing art, it's it's literally the same as like eating ice cream. <laughs> like it has that, you know, like it's just, it's just really something that I want to do that whenever I'm doing it, it's in my happy place, you know. Mm. Um, and some people just kind of can't quite ever get like, you know, kind of, have that feeling or that vibe with art or whatever you know, whether it's animation or th- whatever it is. Um, but but definitely, sort of yeah, having that, just finding it fun and something mm. that you're interested in doing. And that's why I love doing this stuff for a job because it's like you kind of get to do your your hobby and your passion like as a as a job, which can be tricky because sometimes it is hard to switch off and you're sort of doing it all the time. But yeah, definitely going going back to you know that whole experience in LA. I, I just met so many people where they literally like eat, sleep, breathe, mm. you know, doing this stuff, and uh, you can see why they're so good because they just never stop. <laughs> just mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe that has some bad side effects as well, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's always a balance. But yeah,
0: it's funny you mention that because I heard a quote from uh, Mike Tyson, and he he had, he was like the opposite. He was like, I. He's like, people would think I love the gym. He's like, I've hated the gym my entire life. I hate the gym, hate the gym, but I just tricked myself into liking the gym. And then I love the gym. He just told himself, yeah, you like the gym.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think it's like anything, the, the more you do it as well. Um, there's a lot of like psychological stuff that goes on, right. It, it, it's, it is kind of like, you know, going running and going to the gyms. Like, you know, people will say, I hate running, you know, but it's like, you don't actually hate running. It's just, you hate the, hard work part of running or the mm. pain that it's going to, either the lactic acid, build you know, all that mm. kind of stuff. It's like, you don't actually, you just, and then, and then the more you do it, then you go like, oh, I'm actually enjoying running or I'm enjoying going to the gym and working out. Like, yeah, it's all, it, it's, we have a lot of these, we do a lot of things in life where it's the same brain stuff mm. going on. Right. It's, we're pretty simple, <laughs> pretty simple yeah. how we work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, no, it is, you know, you, and, and I feel like, it's one of those things, you know, like sort of, um, like art block and creative block. I feel like once again, that's another thing with with experiences. Like you don't really have that anymore. It's like you go to work and you just do work, you know. Um, but but I think it's a learned thing, right? It's an actual. You kind of learn how to deal with that stuff, and you learn how to um, to get better at those things with with practice and experience, right? So it's it's definitely something that can happen. Can happen early on, but it's normally um, we associate it with the wrong thing if that kind of makes sense
0: yeah yeah sure yeah, yeah and and the the strength of the uh, instructor is is paramount when i when I first started learning 3d my this was not this was at a way different institution um, the lecturer was just phoning it in, and mm-hmm. like I had the worst experience of my life and thought I'm never touching 3d again. Um, and then got into all of this because I wanted to learn how to make the sky in the video game Mafia and found mm-hmm. out it was just a photo. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, the the, the the value of the instructor of, um, you know, how they can inspire you is is really important. That that sets that whole tone.
2: Yeah, no, 100%. And it's really cool, like, students just actually um, having, you know, someone up the front of the class that is working in the industry, you know, like, actually doing it and getting paid for it. And like hey we're not making this up it's yeah Yeah. we're actually doing this thing you can do this as a job i think that's a very very kind of powerful thing um yeah and once again that that stands back to when i went over to la you know when when i went to uni you you would just they would just give you an assignment right and and you would just there was no there was no help with that it was just here's the assignment and you go and do it and then you would just Mm -hmm. sort of learn just at your own pace but um, yeah, when I went over to the States, it was like, no, someone would sit up the front of the room and they would show you how to do the thing. Like, this is how you draw the, an apple, do it like this. And then you would see how they do it. And the, the thing that I really learned is like, it's literally just somebody up on the, you know, um, up on the stage with, you know, a pen or a Wacom tablet or whatever in their hand. They, they're actually doing that thing like in, in front of me. Because I think sometimes when you see on the internet, you're almost like, oh, I don't know how this magic happens um Mm. but when you kind of see someone doing it in front of you um it kind of pulls away that curtain a little bit Mm. and you sort of start to realize i actually this is an achievable thing like if simon's doing this in front of me like i can learn how to do that too you know what i mean and it it does kind of like yeah it does sort of um uh make it a bit less scary i think which is which is really cool
0: absolutely yeah. yeah Um, a few years ago uh, CDW or was it two years ago uh, you launched um, CDW animation um, which feels like that was that was a that was a long time coming because um, I'd seen your work on the uh, IP moon singer mm-hmm. um, What's that process been like?
2: yeah a long process <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I guess it's it's really just like a, it started out as just a little friends you know just like, Myself and the other guys that had sort of spare time, we were just working on a little project, and then it's just sort of yeah gotten you know kind of bigger and bigger over the years, and you know now we sort of employ people specifically to work in the studio and and all of those sorts of things. So yeah, it's um it's something that has always been um it's always been something that I've sort of wanted to do, which is yeah just start up a studio and have stuff in Adelaide um, that you know that um you know people can gain employment at um and you know and then trying to make you know really cool content and projects i mean that's the thing that that hopefully we can do which is um you know we we're, we're trying to work on our own ip which is a pretty it's a pretty crazy thing to do um in s- certainly at the scope that we're trying to do it at mm. so you know we at the moment we're trying to yeah make a make a 3d animated tv series for netflix um and and to do that is not not a simple thing, and it's um, it, it, it's pretty full on. And there's some moments where you where it's a bit scary, where it's like, oh man, can we can we actually do this? Um, mm. And uh, yeah, we just we just kind of keep working through those those scenarios and just meeting more people, and and the um the the project just keeps getting you know realer and realer and and closer mm-hmm. to becoming to becoming a thing. So um, yeah, and along the way, we're working on other projects for for other people's IPs and. Um, yeah and doing whatever he can just to kind of like keep the momentum going in the studio but yeah incredibly excited about what we want to do with Boonsinger. Singer just you know sort of I guess a good way to describe it is we want to kind of create like anime for a western audience you know in 3D I mean uh, um, Arcane you know came out Mm. recently which um, was like good and bad because we'd sort of been doing like our thing was kind of like Arcane (laughs) And then yeah. it came out and we're like, oh, man, this is like our thing's not going to be unique anymore because it was li- literally like that's sort of what we were doing. Um, and then – but, you know, what's cool is like it just went number one for so long and there's so many people that loved it and I think that's just going to mean there's like more and more of this content that's that's coming out and the, the you know, the, the audience is like <laughs> – I say maturing in you know, a sort of weird way. It's like, yeah, the, but the – there's more mature people watching animation.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, more people with the money.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. so it's like, you know, I sort of think about myself, you know, I'm at a particular age bracket, which is significantly older than my students. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and I think I was sort of, you know, kind of the age demographic where animation was just sort of starting to become a thing when, when I was, you know, 17, 18, 19, you know, anime was, you know, I remember getting, you know, pirated. Copies of Ninja Scroll and stuff, and you know, watching <laughs> that without my mum knowing, and all of those <laughs> types of things. Um, but but you know, that that was only a small group of people that were doing that, you know. And now it's such a mainstream thing, right? It's yeah, um, anime has just gone huge, and animation, and you know, Disney going from two D into three D, and Pixar, and um, you know, all, all those people were kids when that stuff came out, mm. but now they're now they're forty, fifty years old, and and now people want to see you know adult. Orientated animation, which is mm. which is super cool, um, and I just think it's going to happen more and more, and, and get and become more and more mainstream. And you know, I, well, I think like with Arcane, it's like it can't really become any more mainstream. It just it just is now, right? It's just mm. a just kind of a thing. So it's so it's a really exciting time. And once again, I think it's a really exciting time for content creation. Um, mm. You know, just people being able to do stuff that they kind of are interested in, want to do, and and um, there's different platforms to. To launch stuff and release it and and get your ideas off the ground, which is which is like yeah, super cool. Certainly, like I totally wouldn't recommend the way that we're doing it to to um to other people. It's like yeah, literally the hardest way to do it. Like yeah, let's just try and make an animation studio of two hundred people and and get like a Netflix deal. And yeah, that that's not (laughs) that's not just something that you can just do by yourself. Um, but um, but are there other ways to you know get stuff off the you know doing YouTube you know shorts and yeah all, all sorts of things there's so many different ways you can do things now which is which is really cool that can gain you not- notoriety and maybe not work on that project in in full but it will like launch you into other things that um that you can you know start doing and yeah we've seen people you know like like you know the the games that 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 you guys are working on and you know things like um like like uh, Hollow Knight and all that kind of mm. stuff it's just is it's just super cool Huge. um yeah, it's really, really exciting. I think where the industry is kind of going, not necessarily just from a, um, from a viewer standpoint, but I think from a creator standpoint, it's really yeah.
1: exciting. Yeah, I, I saw, definitely. We. I was going to quickly add. I saw there was a, a job. There's a. There's been a few jobs that pop up from CDW Animation. What's it been like attracting talent? Like, especially when you want to get to like such a huge um, number of people and and do a lot of like kind of huge projects. Um, what's it what's it been like have there been any challenges like you know getting talent in or you know you've obviously got the the school there as well that you can kind of tap into
2: yeah it's been um it's been actually kind of like really um quite humbling <laughs> um whenever we do post up a job um job you know opportunity the 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 width and breadth of people we get applying for the, the roles is kind of insane yeah it's just we get like the best people in the world applying. Like it's actually, it's actually nuts. Um, yeah. We had like a uh, we wanted a head of animation, and um, we didn't employ him because we had somebody else. But um, we had the guy that basically was in charge of the Better Human project. Um, for epic oh. Games like. He applied oh, for wow. the job. Like, what wow. <laughs> He was like, "Yeah, Adelaide sounds really great. I used to live in Adelaide for a couple of years and worked at Rising Sun Pictures, back, like way back in the day and stuff." And and um, so yeah, it's which also makes it kind of scary for you know students, recent graduates wanting to apply <laughs> that you're sort of up against people like that. But um, but it's exciting that um, yeah, people want to come to to uh, Adelaide and and kind of you know and this stuff which is really cool but yeah we generally don't have too much of a problem with finding Mm. people it's it's more about yeah just selecting the right person
0: and um the when uh you you mentioning meta humans, when um you know epic launched unreal engine 5 Singer was like the first project i thought of because that was the first time i'd seen they talked about like a series being in a like a real-time engine like on unreal engine um has there been a shift to that, like, because of, like, Nanite and Lumen and all these these cool things that would seem perfect for, you know, an, an Arcane-like series, you know?
2: Yeah. It's interesting. we are sort of, like, we're actually kind of lately we've been moving away from the Unreal Engine a bit just, just because of how we want to do things. Um, mm. but, but we're kind of, like, more using, like, a multitude of softwares, right, rather than just kind of one. Um. I, I think that um, yeah, it, it's really interesting. It's like I, I'm not quite sure how the game engine stuff is going to go. You know, like there's a lot of things like the Mandalorian. You know, where they they're almost making. You know, try, I don't I don't know if they are. They, I don't think they are. I think they I think they upsell that a lot more than it actually happens. Right. <laughs> um. But but you know, doing stuff on virtual stages and things. I I think once again, it's sort of like irrelevant what the software is. It's more just mm-hmm. like the technique, you know, I think that, yeah, there's going to be much more real-time stuff, you know, and and doing things like in UE5 or whatever, where it's like, I guess it's just this real-time solution to, do. it's just because computers are getting faster, right? It's just, yeah. So um, I think we, we, with whatever project you're doing, you just got to work out the right way to kind of, you know, put it together and and not stress too much about what the software is and we've had moments where we've had you know, it's like, oh, we can't do this because we're doing it in UE4. And it's like, oh, well, could we just do this one bit that's not in UE4? And just, you know, um, yeah. so you gotta, you know, it's like anything, it's like being a trader, you gotta use a hammer and a and a spanner and a whatever whatever tool is right for the job. Um but once again, I just think it's incredibly exciting, like where the tech is going. It's just it's moving at a super fast rate. It's kind of like yeah, as you get older it gets kind of scarier because it's like, oh my god. Just, it's moving so fast and where's it going to kind of get to, but just, yeah, just the bar just keeps like getting higher and higher and just keeps pushing. And I think with the, all the AI stuff that's sort of coming out, it's, it's, um, it's just going to push the bar just even higher. Right. Just, yeah. Mm. Well,
0: it's funny you mentioned that because we were, we were talking yeah. about uh, AI and video games a couple nights ago for the podcast. And um, we're having a bit of a, a, bit of a chat, bit of a debate about um, how it's going to exist and do we want it to be, you know, to be a part of it. And I'd I'd love to get your opinion on on where you think AI will play a role in, uh, let's make it even broader, not just game development, but like visual, uh, like, you know, VFX um, as a whole. Because we're seeing it, you know, in in forms of tools already, like texturing um, and things like that and uh, script writing. Um, But then when it starts replacing the, it seems to me that the end goal, due to this article of um, brain cells playing Pong, um, the end game is to have them com- basically complete the whole thing, like make a real insular, They make the game, uh, they produce the art, like as they they the computer, the AI, and it's all in there. And you know, as someone who lives and breathes art, what do you take from that?
2: I think it's really, I think it's really interesting. So I was talking to students about this the other day is that um, every time we, we've had a lot of history of these things happening. So, you know, in the 1800s, we were all using oil paints and, and painting, you know, this way. And, and then, um, you know, in the 1900s, we had this thing called photography that came in and, you know, photography was going to kill art forever, you know, and, you Yeah, there was certainly a lot of people that probably lost their career because photography came in and they were illustrating ads in magazines and all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, photos happened and they weren't doing that anymore. But however, the good people, they still kept their jobs and they still did really well and they still did their thing, you know. And then we kind of, you know, I I distinctly remember when, um, you know, kind of like this photo, using photos in your, in your like concept art, when that happened, right? huge uproar you know like everyone's just going to use photos and no one's going to paint anymore and we're just going to all make the same stuff and blah 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 right and then you know 12 months later no one gives a shit anymore and we just you know everyone uses photos in their art and away you go right Mm -hmm. and then and then people started using like 3d in their art so people started using you know blender and stuff and 3d in in their art and their concepts and like oh man this is you know This is an abomination, you know, we shouldn't. Yeah, actually, let's go one step further back. So before photo bashing in in 3D. So I remember when it was really frowned upon that you used a computer to make your art at all. Mm, Whoa. Right? You're doing stuff in Photoshop. And, like, people would say to me, yeah, but the computer just does it all. And I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Right? You know, I'd show them, like, a Craig Mullins painting. They're like, oh, yeah, but the, the computer just did it. (laughs) you know it's like what what? yeah so you know and and so you know then then you know photo bashing came in and then 3d's come in and now you know people are making concepts with 3d and mixing all stuff and you know all that type of thing and you know that was going to be the end of the end of art and then you know ai's coming, in everyone's uproar and you know it's going to be the end of art and all that kind of stuff and i just i just always think these things are going to be used as a tool Right, mm-hmm. it's just going to be used as a tool, and the thing that is probably changed. So here's the thing: um, is that each um, sort of big shift that's happened. What's happening is those shifts are getting closer and closer together now. You know, mm-hmm. so we had like oil painting, you know, traditional painting. Then we had you know like photography, and then we had the computers coming in, and then we had you know being able to use photos on your computer, and then sort of you know being able to use like three D you know, to combine with 2D and all that kind of stuff, right? So so each of these things is getting closer and closer together, like the, these big turning points. And I think that's the thing that kind of scares people a bit because it's it does seem that the, the AI stuff is moving really freaking fast, you know, like like every week it, there's something new. that can, like, I mean, now you can type in prompts and it makes videos, right? <laughs> like yeah. all this. Kind of, it's like, oh, my God, what is happening, you know? And, <laughs> and, and there's all sorts of these things like about, around, you know, around copyright and how, how that's yeah. going to work like they'll, they'll figure you know we'll figure all this stuff out and I think that it will still always be used as a tool and you know is it going to take over jobs and things like that yep probably all, all of these things have right but but the good people learn how to like shift and adjust and you know learn how to control the thing to do what it is that you want to do um, and you know if you can design and think creatively I think that's that's the important Kind of stuff you know so yeah i mean will ai do more and more and just end up you know taking over humans like yeah i mean it might right it might <laughs> yeah there's certainly an option um but yeah. but hopefully hopefully it's sort of like you know won't get to that point where you know it's just we're sort of controlling that tool rather than rather than the ai controlling what we're doing um
1: mm-hmm.
2: so i think that's the i think that's the thing to kind of and um, to, to keep in mind,
1: it, it kind of, it, I mean, it kind of ties into your other point that you said earlier of like you just have to keep learning, and everyone in that kind of space is just constantly learning, right? So when it's a new tool, you just learn how to utilize that tool. Otherwise, you get left behind in a way.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. And I already see it now, right? Like you get, um, I see someone that's like you know seventeen years old or whatever, and they type in a prompt into AI, and then they post that up as like art oh, they've done, and they're like, oh, this is awesome. And you, know, you look and you are like, oh yeah, okay. But then you might have someone who's been like in the industry for 30 years at the top of the game and they do some AI thing and type in the prompt or whatever, and it looks completely different. It looks completely mm. different to like what the person with no experience does as the person who's like really in control of their of their, um, tool set, right, and their skill set. And to me, that's that's the thing, right, is like someone who knows what they're doing is going to make it look better. Someone who mm. doesn't know what they're doing, it still looks like us. Right? It still, yeah. still doesn't look good, but but somebody really knows what they're doing, they can control it and they can even even to the point of like, you know, just it sounds kind of stupid, but like typing in the right prompts, but that's actually like looking at the thing that you're getting and having a trained eye to be able to like control the composition in the way you want. It's like you have to know how to do composition to be able to do that if that makes sense. So, mm. um, But what's scary with all these things is like, and, and I do see it with photos and 3D and stuff is like, Sometimes what happens is people forget to worry about the fundamentals, and then they just go straight into the like kind of I call it the sprinkles on the ice cream. They go into to that bit, and if they don't have the fundamentals, then they can never get to the that where that guy is controlling the A I R, making something really cool, right? You you can't get to that point easily. Um, It's because that person has all of the fundamental art principles like ingrained and drilled into them that they can they're able to do that. So it is I think there's always gonna be a place for like just learning that that fundamental of, you know, three D modeling, three D animation, you know, two D art, whatever it is, Mm. you've got to learn that base to to be able to get really good at the at the more technical, you know, kind of tricky stuff. So yeah.
1: Mm. And does that learning that kind of base, like you you know, it's kinda like all flash, no substance, is is that like Understanding the history and kind of going from like you know what I mean like understanding where where we've come from to get to that point.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, hundred percent. And it's um once again is stuff that you know comes with experience and you can't always just uh, you can't always like uh, jump into that stuff. Um, there's a there's a Australian artist, a, re- a famous artist called Arthur Street, and I once again this is another st- stupid story that I tell students, but um when when i was in year 12 i had to do my art you know theory thing on this on this you know artist called arthur street and i hated it i was like who is this guy painting all these landscape blah blah blah." (laughs) i just want to be drawing orcs and warhammer characters and you know all this kind of stuff right because that's what i was into and the crazy thing is now is that um Arthur Street is one of my favourite artists now. <laughs> so, yeah, like I, when I go to Sydney I always go to gallery and there's a whole section for Arthur Street. I go and check it out. There's a couple of his paintings that are amazing, right? But but when I was like 17, I didn't you know, I wasn't connected with how all of that works and how 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 those guys laid the foundation for what we're doing now, right? And it's it, it's kind of um yeah, it's really important to kind of like yeah study that and learn mm. who those like traditional artists were how all of that worked because it feeds into like how we're doing stuff now right um but but sometimes you have to it takes a bit of experience to like understand how all that stuff you know connects together and you just build your taste over time right your, your taste changes and I, I think in general your taste gets better over time right what you like and why you like it and how it all kind of fits together
0: yeah yeah absolutely so, wrapping up, what's the uh, what, what? What do you see as next for CDW? So you've got you got new uh, you got Sydney and Melbourne studios opening up. Um, is there any? Is there a, a part of the art pipeline that you're like, uh, CDW needs? Still yet to tap into that? That you want to see?
2: I think, um, and, and we're starting to do it a bit more, which is really linking with some industry partners, um. You know, there, there is a lot more studios in Australia now. There's Some of them are getting really big and we really want to link in with those um, guys just to create, like, pathways for students. So that's something that we're really looking at doing. Um, if you asked me this time last year, I, I I wouldn't have even mentioned Melbourne and Sydney. It wasn't something that I was thinking about. So I think for me right now that's quite a new thing and just trying to, like, just trying to build that up and see how that works and try to, you know, create something really cool. Um, you know, having multiple campuses, I don't quite know what um, what that's going to bring just yet. If that makes sense, um, mm. I think that as we build that, it's going to bring some really unique opportunities to to whether it's studio, whether it's students, whether it's um, the IP stuff we're doing. Um, I'm not sure, but I'm just I'm really excited about where that's kind of heading. Um, but but don't really have the answers yet of what <laughs> of what it's going to do. Yeah. But um, yeah, but, but we'll see how, it, see how it goes. But I think there's enough, um, there's certainly enough demand in this, uh, you know, in, in the kind of creative space for us to, you know, for us to expand over there and, and try and, um, yeah, teach a whole bunch of, you know, New South Wales and Victorian kids how to do
0: this stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 A- and something completely forgot to mention just over the top of my head was um, the rookies and, you know, what that's done for... CDW and Flinders, you know, you've got back there number one illustrator yeah, yeah. in the world, you know, illustration school. Yeah, that's got to feel amazing.
2: Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, you know, a few years ago, so it's been been a number of years that students have been entering those competitions, and and the rookies has grown as a competition as well, um, which is really cool. And and um, you know, I'm really on the same page with the two guys that run a, um Owen and Amaka. You know, they're they're doing an awesome job for the industry and. Trying to um, help, you know, students um, link in with studios and get jobs and and things like that. So there's some really incredible, like, people and opportunities around the place now that are that are really trying to help everyone out to to make the industry kind of bigger and better and and all that kind of stuff, which is which is great. But yeah, now the rookies, you know, the competition is fierce, and especially in the in the concept art um area. I feel like we had a bit to do with that where we kind of like we're like, yeah, number one school, two years in a row. And then like everyone else is like, we're coming for you, Simon. <laughs> so now now the competition for that category is like bloody I think that's the hardest. It's definitely like the hardest category in that in like mm-hmm. the rookies competition because yeah, all the schools that are entering that stuff. The the, the work I see is like I was like, oh man, these these like kids are really freaking good.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: So is absolutely
1: is there is there a CDW games maybe in the in the works somewhere mm. in the future on the on the roadmap
2: oh for sure like that's that's definitely something that we that we would like to do i mean we've we've definitely sort of kicked around the idea of you know launching a moonsinger game along yeah. with the tv series and stuff and yeah that was sort of the you know cuz we were making it in ue4 and it sort of has that you know sort of similar pipeline and stuff so it's definitely things that we're kind of yeah that we're definitely into we have the we have the studio and the guys that can just sort of, ju- you know, change sort of uh, scope and, and, and kind of work and move in that area, which is cool. But, yeah, it's like, I don't know, so many things to do, so many projects. <laughs> yeah. You guys are probably the same, right? It's like, all yeah. these ideas. Yeah, yeah. Can only, yeah. There's only so many that you can That's do. Right. <laughs> yeah. That you can Absolutely. execute properly. But, um, yep. yeah, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And if you could uh, leave leave us with one piece of advice to uh, aspiring artists, um, young or old, trying to get into this, try, or trying to get a job, or uh, what would you leave us with?
2: I think yeah, just be like, um, just be really passionate about what you do. You know, just don't don't stop learning, and um, and and don't let anyone tell you no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, a, a lot of people like. No one really told me no, but but um, they were like, is this a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, sometimes, yeah, just, you know, really like, if you really want to do something and you, you're you really like, you're not lying to yourself, you're actually going to push and, and make that work, right? You, you can do it. You, you can do it. I just see it all the time. So, yeah, just it's not so much don't let anyone tell you no, but be, just be really passionate and have that, Learn to build that drive to be able to do what you want to do and then
0: you'll get to where you want to go. So, yeah. Well, that's perfect. Thank you so much, Simon.
2: No worries. Thanks for having me.